Can I just change my answer? That's in my top five now. <laughs> we are fucking good. <laughs> Sue stars. Hell yeah. Welcome everyone to Satanists on Cinema. We're your hosts, Satanist Cameron John and Reverend Campbell. Satanists on Cinema is a film review and commentary series that stalks you in the night, covered in prosthetics, brandishing various rusted sharp instruments of death. Don't know why that was hard to say. We lure you into the living room, then force you to sit through numerous games of charades. Each wrong answer results in the removal of one of your limbs, which we will put back together to create an effigy of our mothers. Welcome to our first Halloween episode showcasing our top five favorite slashers. Yeah! Yes! Slashers. Um, this, we've been sitting on this for a week. Uh, we recorded this little intro last week, had a lot of fun, got a lot of more footage than that was shown. Um, and I still have thorns. I just dug out a thorn from my hand from <laughs> so God many damn. times falling on, on a thorny rose bush. He, he is very method. Just saying like <laughs> just that reaction, that yeah. was actually him fucking himself. <laughs> that was... That initial stumble and fall onto the rock, onto my lower back was um, a wonderful, wonderful experience. Yeah, I totally on purpose. <laughs> uh, that being said, thanks for joining us, Zachary. Thanks for joining us, dog. What up? Rainbow stabby stabs. And yes, I am the falling white chick from every slasher film ever. Except his tits didn't come out, and I was pretty pissed. It's true. It's true. I can, I can do something about that today, maybe. Um, okay, well, we've got five... Each of us, we, we put together our top five slasher flicks every week in Halloween, <laughs> plus an extra we, uh, episode in two weeks. Uh, we're going to be giving you our top five of a certain genre until Halloween ends. Um, this is our way of celebrating a genre and trying to distill all of the movies that we want to watch in the month of October in order to honor uh, horror as a genre, but also Halloween, because ultimately it's all about the you know demons and ghouls that go crawling around on that faithful night and the candy faithful or faithful? oh yeah and the and the candy we can't forget the candy actually we should Never. put the candy first and then the demons and ghouls after that whatever mix it up a little <laughs> it'll be good uh all right so should we start at our number five because that's the least of the favorites but it's still a favorite because it's in our top five and then work our way up to one do you want to do that Sure, I didn't put forth. it in any particular order, to be honest. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no, it's... See, that was the hard part for me when... Ranking. Uh, ...these films. Yeah, it, it honestly, it was. Because, of course, we got our honorable mentions, which that, of course, is below the others. Yep. But I actually had a hard time where to place these, because they're all pretty goddamn equal to me. Yeah. But all right. Let's, let's go ahead and start with number five. Okay, let's... We'll okay, with, so... Uh, Let's start with number five of yours. What do you okay. Think? So Friday the 13th, part seven, The New Blood. What? And there's a poster somewhere. Hold on. Right? It's coming. There. It's coming. Oh, sorry, wrong side. This way. This way? And Is this it? Hey, there we go. There's no way this is on your list. There's just... Are you fucking kidding me? No. Absolutely. It is. Okay, this so... Is the start of the Jason Voorhees, goddammit. This oh, is boy. the beginning of... Kane Hodder as Jason Voorhees. Okay. And the that alone is enough to... Yes, Kane Hodder, the actor. Man behind uh, the mask. What's that? I was just saying, the man behind the mask, for those who may not know who, who that is. Yeah. If you don't know who he is, then you 
probably don't watch the Friday's films. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting story wise, but it it takes different uh, it takes a different route. Like it's something that we kind of haven't seen before. Plus, yeah. we get so much more emotion from this Jason than any of the others combined. Um, I mean, uh, Derek Mears did a pretty damn good Jason. Like, I don't care what anybody says. You know, 2009 was what it was. Mm -hmm. But it was a good Jason. I had fun. Uh, I like yeah. it. Kane Hodder, he's the best. Okay. So that, that's why this is on my list. <clears throat> I thought the psychic element was way out of left field, but apropos yeah. for the 80s, so in the early 90s, so that made sense. Um, well, this was deep 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, this was 88? Yeah. 89, something like that. I, I don't have the notes pulled up. Okay, so it, it got 5 out of 5 or 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. It's got a 35% rotten on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and 37% audience score. And so critics and audience members alike pretty much didn't really like this film. It's because they're assholes. There's good reason for that. That's, no! <laughs> God damn it, this is awesome. That's okay. Especially it, when the fire happens. Like, fuck, this shit's great. Okay. So that's, what, that's why it's a must-watch for me. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely a must-watch because you have to watch all of them just to understand why some people are really obsessed with these films, why some people absolutely detest them, and why they should still hold up as an, a really important part of the slasher genre. So, even if there's psychic power involved. But it's awesome psychic power. It is it's so 80s. It's just... it's All of these are really quintessential 80s. Wait for the... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's number five for you. Let's do number five for me. Uh, I'm going to pull up the uh, poster here because I got one of the seminal slasher flicks. One of the... There's arguments about whether this is the first one or not, and I don't even think it matters. I just know that this is a very interesting POV. They they tried to use POV in some of the original Friday the 13th, and then they sort of just kind of ignored it and went about their way. This was almost all POV from the murderer's perspective, point of view. That's what yeah. POV stands for, if you don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's great. I almost saved this for a Christmas flick. But this is like the great old slasher film that I just have to watch. And I love the old lady that's, I don't have my notes, so I don't have her name, that's uh, watching this girl's boarding house. She's just like a total alcoholic. She has a <laughs> And she hides it. In the like, toilet. Why does she have to hide it? She's the adult in I charge. Know. And all the girls are drunk as shit too all the time. Right? So it didn't even matter. But anyway, oh. it was, it's a really fun, really fun slasher film. This got uh, 71% fucking, um, uh, what's F? Fresh. Fresh. 71% yes. <laughs> fresh and 75% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. I think it's probably rated higher than it deserves because no. it's one of the originals. It's not a great film, but it is a fun film. And for that, I will always love it and I will always keep it really in high regards for slasher films. Yeah, I, I love it. It's it, it feels like a 70s film. This was like, a toss-up between my um, this and my honorable mention. Like, it was really hard for me to sort of put one ahead of the other uh, okay. because they're both sort of classics of the time, you know? Mm -hmm. 
but okay so yeah, that's my that's number a good one five. it's definitely a staple each christmas yeah yeah for sure and if you just want to celebrate slashers put it on in halloween because it's fun yeah it's right. it's just barely a christmas movie yeah absolutely all right so and honestly it's it was done in canada so it's not really anything <laughs> Canada doesn't really have a flavor of no real holidays. All they are just polite. And so, you know, it's not really a holiday. It's just a polite time. You know, that's kind of how I see Canada is just like a white wall. There's nothing really there. <laughs> and there's no real interest about anything. So you just kind of go with it. Anyway, enough of shitting on. That's fair. <laughs> shitting on Fucking Canada. bastards. All right, what's your number four? What do you got? All right, here? so number four, we got Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. I don't know anything about this. What? Yeah. Okay, so your homework for tonight, Adam, is to get on Shutter as soon as we get off and watch this fucking movie. Okay. This is seriously one of the most brilliant slashers ever made because it's a fucking documentary about slashers. But not Oh, really. wait, I think I have seen but this. What it is. What's that? I think I have seen this. Is it? Yeah, it's it, like a goofy guy who is constantly going into different sort of slasher film type situ situations and accidentally killing people. No, no. okay. No, no, no. This no. So uh, it's a it's a pseudo documentary of a group following a serial killer, mm -hmm. and he goes through all the tropes, goes through you know his regimen of training. Um, we even meet a another serial killer uh, who he's close friends with. And it, wow. it's just, it's so fucking brilliant because you, it, it feels like a documentary up until the point where it's not. Like, as mm. soon as the actual horror movie starts, it's just, it goes from, you know, oh, shaky camera on the ground and then straight horror movie. Um, oh, you know, you shit. got your dollies, you got just, it's fucking brilliant. I absolutely love this. This is one that I watch constantly. Um, like <laughs> this and Twins of Evil, um, are like on constant rotation anytime I'm on shutter if I don't have anything else to watch or that I don't feel like watching anything else. Right. I fucking love it. Check it out. Okay. Jana Johns says it should be number one. Okay. Again, like I was saying earlier, because you weren't fucking watching, Jana. That's why I watch so much dog shit. Uh, <laughs> these weren't really in any particular order because it was hard for me to lay out an order because, like, right. slashers, like, it's dumb as fuck, but it's almost like a way of life for me. Like, it's so. Just like they're all perfect, the ones that I love. Yeah. Okay. It depends on my mood, I guess, really. I gotta watch this now. Yeah, it's fucking killer. Uh, okay, so let's do my number four. My number four is just a classic. Everyone knows it, everyone loves it, and uh, it's Halloween. How can you not love Halloween as a Halloween slasher film? Yeah, it's just a given. Like, this is our introduction to Michael Myers, it is our introduction to the true Scream Queen. Um, mm -hmm that will always reign supreme even now that she's still making the same film <laughs> yeah. over and over again begrudgingly yeah uh i don't know is she begrudgingly now i mean she seems like well she no the i guess not now she's not relevant anymore <laughs> yeah yeah now she needs it those yogurt commercials aren't doing her much <laughs> uh, no they're doing her a lot she is very regular <laughs> awesome this only has a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which blows which my mind. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's just people that are assholes and like, oh, it's too slow. Oh, it's character building. Oh, yeah, we hate character. It's a In film. brilliant movie. There is nothing mm -hmm. wrong with this movie. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 96% certified fresh, which I totally see. I, I agree with 
The audience only gave it 89%. Because of all well, which, sorry. Is, which is very strange because this is this is this is classic. This is as hardcore Halloween as you could possibly get. Yeah. Like, and it's just a great slasher film. I, I just don't understand why this the last like half an hour to you know 45 minutes is some of the greatest slasher film sort of uh slow building terror that you could possibly find in a film in the mm -hmm. time you know yeah. well even People now suck. like the new halloween was a ripoff of this movie yeah. <laughs> yeah. like i mean it wasn't you know a remake of psycho ripoff mm -hmm. but i mean it was they hit pretty much all the same beats almost at the same time like i honestly think the the ratings for shit like this because i mean this is a film that's 41 years old yeah right i did the math right yeah whatever anyways know. it's fucking ancient <laughs> It's a billion years old. It's in so 1978. Yeah, so it's it's ancient. Yeah. Um but like a lot of those reviews have to be from newer people that, you know, were in their teenage years growing up watching like the Rob Zombie Halloween and shit. Mm. Which I can appreciate it, but like this is what started it. This is still like this holds up. Yeah. So fucking yeah. well. Absolutely. The it, only thing that dates it is the clothes. And even just barely. Yeah, I mean, even like the clothes, I I don't really notice the clothes because the tone is so heavy with Halloween. It's so thick with this autumn time that mm -hmm. I forget anything that would date this film, and I immediately get sucked in to the story. And it's fucking, it's great. It's such a yep. good film. All right. Uh, okay, so what's your number three? All right, my number three is Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. Fuck yeah! Because that's where we got Freddy as the Freddy we all know and love. And it's just brilliant. I Like, so the, the entire cast is fantastic. I I love how we get a full story with each character. Um, like, we know them. They're our mm -hmm. friends. Granted, they're the friends that we haven't seen in a while because they've been locked up in a fucking institution. <laughs> but you know these people. Every single one of them, you yeah. know them and you love them. This when I dream, a huge I'm backstory. a wizard. Uh, in my dreams, I am beautiful, shink, and bad. <laughs> What's that? Like this is the movie of one of the It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. yeah, this is this is this makes up for Nightmare on Elm Street two, which I still enjoy, but it's it, it's not, it doesn't compare to number one. And yeah. you know, to to your point, it completely sets a whole new tone for Freddy where number two, you know, one and two, he's already had these sort of like terrifying, uh, visage, but then he had these like sly wit thrown in, you know, it was like a dash. This took it all to a whole new level and redefined the franchise entirely. Absolutely. It, it was a, a wonderful film. And, uh, of course I have to have one of these in my top five because it is such a great series but, um, yeah, there's nothing bad you can say about this film. It is a wonderfully perfect film for what it was. 6.6 uh, .6 in IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 72% fresh and 68% audience score, which I don't, I, I think I it should be a lot know. higher. It's yeah, surprising it, to me. Absolutely. Like, especially if any of those people were actually in the audience, like mm -hmm. while it was on screen. Like, this is a fucking 
theater movie. Like, yeah. this is the kind of movie you sit down with your friends, you all have popcorn, you fucking throw it at the screen, you cheer, you scream, you just laugh. It's it's fun. Oh, yeah. So it's fun. So and it's still a little scary, too. Like, yeah. it's not just camp. It, like, it actually does. Like, the lines dropped are mm-hmm. funny and entertaining. The premises are funny and relatable, but, like, the characters. But, like, all of it is just still Nightmare on Elm Street. It's still scary. Absolutely. <laughs> it's great. Ah, it's so good. All right, this is your number fantastic. three. My number three is also your number two. And so we'll just do this together and sort of gush for a while. We did a commentary about it. So let's talk a little briefly about Candyman. Candyman is a perfect slasher film. Like, yes. you know, we're, we're, to Cameron's point, it's hard to rank these because each of them are their own version. But this speaks to um, people of color in a way that slasher films never even tried to before, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Um, yes, it made the bad guy black, um, but the fact that it, it has really inclusiveness. Well, no, he was kind of a victim. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a romantic. Th- that's the other th- side of this is this is a very romantic film. And so to sort of mix that romance and horror and break boundaries um, in the way that it did, I, I just it, it's just a perfect fucking story. It's great. And it's original, Absolutely. too. It's not just uh, someone was drowned in a fucking lake or someone's parents burned this guy up. This mm-hmm. has like a real deep mythology that was structured from the first film, not developed later on, mm-hmm. which is very interesting and new. So you can't you can't argue with Clive Barker in some of his films, and this is one of them. Yeah, he did such definitely. a great job. So this was six point six out of IMDb out of ten. It's this a seventy five percent certified fresh and sixty two percent audience score. Still, I don't get it. I don't understand no, why people no, are, not at all. have this in higher regard. It is. That his voice alone should give you like I don't know five out of ten points, you know, yeah, and then you yeah, just build from there. <laughs> so good, so goddamn good. Yeah, I I just it's one of the like I always say anytime there's a low score in it's a movie I like I think it's fucking stupid, but this mm-hmm. especially like it is so hard to understand why people hated it so much. Like the acting, fucking fantastic. The cinematography, beautiful. Like it goes through so many different ranges i mean especially with the close-ups on her face like we get that old german expressionist mm-hmm. you know film which anybody that wants to say that shit is awful is a fucking idiot and <laughs> does not like movies like there's a reason why people have been copying that shit since the fucking 30s like yeah. it is just beautiful it is necessary it you ex- you build so much emotion Without saying anything, without even doing anything, just a shot of eyes, and you understand everything about it. Fucking people are stupid. If you don't it's, like it, you're wrong. I mean, it ties together, you know, there's this whole movement of films wrapped around the idea of urban legends uh, in the early 90s. This, like, springboarded all of that. Like, this set up this sort of premise of, you know, the, the Bloody Mary in the window re- or in the mirror reflection um, urban myth. And it just sort of took it and ramped it up to 11. Like, it just completely, it it tapped into what is dormant within us, within our innate fears, and then just exploded out from there into this wonderful mythology. Oh, such a good film. So you have to watch it. If you've never seen this film, I'm going to slap you next time I see you. But then you should watch it. 
So. Yeah, but then we'll sit down and watch it together. Together. And then I'll put some <laughs> yeah, salve. I will take any fucking excuse to watch cheek. this movie. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. All right, what's your okay. number... Uh, what are we on? That was my number three. What's your number two? Oh, what, this is your number That two. was my number two. So now we're on to your number two. Okay. Sorry, people. I'm going twice in a row. Suck it. Um, where is my number two poster? Is that my number two poster? I have all the posters, but I don't have them labeled. Oh. <laughs> I just have the images popping up. All right, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. That's a classic if there ever was one. Um, you can argue whether this is a true slasher or not, because really there's like one scene. But it is so potent. It is so powerful that that's all you need. <laughs> like that is, This is such a good film. It starts halfway through setting up this backstory of this amazing actress protagonist, which, you know, again, um, uh, related to Halloween series, uh, sets up this wonderful premise and then murders the fucking leading lady halfway through and we shift to a whole new creepy zone of what the hell is going on. The music is stunning. The imagery, even though it's in black and white, is completely just enrapturing. It is such a fucking phenomenal film. And that twist, that twist is so brilliant that it's still scary today. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no, it's just as effective today as it was back then. Even if you're not a fan of black and white. Yeah. Even if you don't even know who the fuck Alfred Hitchcock is. Which, which I mean, if you don't know who Hitchcock is, your parents should have had a late-term abortion like yesterday. <laughs> And then kill themselves. It's true. It's science. Like, that's just, that's, it's fact. Uh, this got an 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb, which yeah, I don't fucking understand how that's possible. And it got a 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with 95% audience score. So, yeah, that's, that's about too right. Well. It's that's like, just too, like, who, okay, you, especially at this point in time, you do not go into this kind of movie without knowing what it is. Yeah. Even if you, never fucking seen it you're just watching it fresh you already know what to expect and his voice like it's broken through the cultural like milieu it. like it is it is in the zeitgeist yeah it's like this could be argued that this is what started slashers yeah just yeah. period like hitchcock fuck he was a master and it didn't actually show anything really no <laughs> it was actually, all camera that's not true it showed a toilet, Adam. Which that's true. This it was did. a big fucking deal because that's a it first time really was too. That's true. Groundbreaking. <laughs> Have we done this film yet? Have we talked about this? We got to no. do an episode solely based on this film sometime. Yeah, oh, because absolutely. there's some great facts about it that blew my mind when I heard learned about them. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, that was my number two. What is your number one? My number one is yet another sequel. This is Hatchet Two. Right there. Uh. There it is. Sorry. There. Right there. Right there. Right there. Yeah, I'm slowing the ball. Yeah, sorry. The legend of Victor Crowley, and this is where everybody shows up. You know, so many faces. You know, you got Lloyd Kaufman. You got a whole bunch of other fucking direct. Like, just, it, it's a smorgasbord of cameos. Smorgasbord. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's so fucking great. Like, if you like a classic slasher, just something that's fun with a fuck ton of over-the-top gore, like, this is great. And it's it, seriously, it's so full of just amazing actors. I mean, it's it's weird because uh, if you go from, like, if you don't know anything about these and you go from watching Hatchet 1 to Hatchet 2, uh, the leading lady changes 
which is a little weird, but you eat it up within five seconds. And I mean, you can't see Mary Beth as anybody but Daniel Harris at this point. Um, just it's fucking great. I haven't seen and any uh, of them. Oh, we gotta God. do a commentary so I can. Yeah. Really... What we need to do is we need to spend a day watching the first three, because to be honest, if you've never seen them, that's the best way to do it if you can, okay. because it's actually like essentially is a a solid it was written as a solid film kind of um so you know scene ends in the first film immediately starts in the second film and same with you know oh, and okay. then second beginning the third like it is fucking phenomenal if you can watch all three at once huh. um, the fourth one's great i absolutely adore it but i mean it's set up as its own thing almost as like a new trilogy but uh yeah out of out of the three this is it for me all right, I'm going to have to check this out. This got a 3. Oh, I'm sorry, a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 42% rotten on Rotten Tomatoes and 35% audience score. So, it didn't seem like people loved it so much in the snooty film world because everybody wanted to hate it. And that's so my theory on that is because this was a big fucking deal. This is one of the first movies in years um, to be released theatrically without an MPAA rating. Like, oh, this wow. was released unrated. And it was only in theaters. In theaters? For 40, yeah, unrated. in theaters. This is the first one since, what, fucking Don, uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead? That's crazy. Something like that. And, uh, yeah, the MPAA ended up pulling it within 48 hours. <laughs> so, I mean, that puts a huge stigma on it. Like, holy fuck, this was so massively awesome that the NPA pulled it. Damn. And no, they just did it because they're assholes. They're like, well, you guys didn't want to pay your fucking dues and pay us to give you a shitty letter? Well, fuck you. Let's take this out. <laughs> oh, uh, so, of course, you know, people are like thinking it's going to be something that's not and, you know, then they're disappointed when, oh, well, that's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... <laughs> they're all wrong for that. I, and I get it. Like, it's a very niche thing. I mean, if you're watching this episode, you probably appreciate shit like this. Yeah. But yeah, if you like slashers, like you're not going to like it. It's over the top gore, uh, just like really over the top gore, shit ton of blood. It's fun. Huh. All right. I'm going to have to watch this. I've got to do it. Hatchet. Adam Green. Is he yes. one of the guys on that um, Holland, Hollander? Yes. Holliston. Holliston. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so he did that? He's just like a kid. He's like a dude. Yeah. All right. Good on him. He's yeah. just like a normal dude. It's like everybody else is a dude, too, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Not like yeah, they need special farm or anything. Yeah. <laughs> all right. My number one is my number one of all time, almost, and Nightmare on Elm Street. The very first one, still scary to this day, Still is potent. This is the original Freddy where he was, he had some good lines, but he was just a monster. He didn't give a fuck. He was out there to murder your ass, but not just murder. He wanted to scare the shit out of you first and then murder you. He played with your mind, man. There ain't nothing you can do except for turn your back and disbelieve him. But other than that, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> it's the stupidest way to kill a person ever. I, I disbelieve. I put my foot down, I say. Harumph. <laughs> yeah, there's a big harumph. And he's just like, ah! give me a break. 
All right. Anyway, <laughs> ending Wait, aside, this is stupid, but I love it. <laughs> I love this film so much. I love Nancy. I love fuck Johnny Depp is in this fucking film, and he gets murdered. Awesome. Like they fucking rotated the entire room in order to murder his ass. It was great. Oh, made of hell. Like that is definitely one way to describe this movie. <laughs> Uh, 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 94% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with an 83% audience score. How yep. is this not in the 90s? How is it 83% of the audience is like, mm, I don't know. I mean, it's okay. No. Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> wow. I get that with the sequels. Like yeah. any of them. And I prefer the sequels over the original. Oh, wow. But I get it. Yeah. Like you throw me a dream. Uh, a, a, is is Dream Warrior? Wait, not Dream Warrior, but um, number five, where he, like gets the girl child. pregnant. What the Dream fuck? Child? Dream Child. Thank you. That was not good, but it was still good. It was still excellent. <laughs> yeah, like it's just you can't not love this goddamn series, and how can you not love the one that started it all? That scene where Nancy's in the bathtub between her legs, and Freddy's hand comes up with the claws. Holy shit, that's so great. That's fucking scary oh my gosh so like, good and i i almost wonder if it's you know because of a generational thing because okay. i grew up on the tail end of hbo actually being fucking awesome right like before i even saw this movie i saw the fucking commercials and it was always just the scene of him you know as a silhouette arms extending yeah. and coming down the alleyway like fuck that's terrifying <laughs> and then it just you know Black screen lists the time it's coming on, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, fucking iconic. Oh, so good. Oh my gosh, there's so many great scenes in that, too. Like, her girlfriend uh, in the body bag being pulled down the, the hall in the school in the dream sequence, and she's, like, running out after it runs into the fucking hall monitor, and she's like, where's your pass? And she has her fucking glove and lets you know that, oh, this is actually Freddy, not the real hall monitor. And she's like, pass? Screw your pass! This is a great, stupid little one line, but she's like, my friend is fucking dead being drugged down the hall and you're asking for my pass? <laughs> I'm like, what? And then she sees her in the, in the garden and just like slime and insects and just bugs and snakes and shit is all coming out of it. It's terrifying. And then Freddy just jumps right out of the goddamn bushes. Fuck. It's so scary. I love it. Oh, all right. So goddamn good. Let's do a little uh, runner-up because that was our top five. So let's let's run down your list just by name one more time. Um, All right. So uh, I guess if we're starting from the bottom, going to the top, got Friday 7, New Blood, uh, Behind the Mask, Rise of Leslie Vernon, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors, because, of course, fucking Dawkins, Candyman, and then Hatchet 2. Oh, yeah. And uh, my top five is Black Christmas, Halloween, Candyman, Psycho, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. But we couldn't just stop there because, again, it's hard to do these lists when you're leaving out so many other films. Um, and so we left room for just one more to toss in there as an honorable mention. Didn't quite make the top five, but it was a, a nail-biter whether or not they should. Uh, so what was your uh, Mind? honorable? Mine is the classic from the master Dario and Argento, Deep Red. This was him being like, eh, fuck it. I'm going to try to do a slasher. And it works. Because he's 
Dario fucking Argento. Yep. Um, it's just, it's every aspect you want from a slasher, an early slasher, we'll, we'll throw that out there, because it's not like the, you know, end of the 80s, over-the-top gore, and just, you know, different studios, or different uh, makeup studios trying to outdo each other. Yeah. Like, this is just, uh, you know, the base idea of what a slasher is, but, of course, you know, beautifully shot, beautifully suspenseful, as the master does. Oh, yeah. It's killer. He's great. He is. He's great with color. I, I mean, he's just, he's, he's, he's great. Yeah. Um, so this actually got a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, mm -hmm. 96% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with an 86% audience score. That's really, really good. I've never seen this film. Yeah. Not once. Well, I, if I remember correctly, I think it is on Shutter. So yeah, I started watching it. I just never, you know, got through it. I, you know, gotcha. I've gotten away. So, but I'll, sure. I'll, I'll watch the whole thing for sure. Um, all right. So my honorable mention, which was a toss-up between my fifth on my list, is uh, Scream. Like, there's something about this film that it's so self-aware about the horror genre it was the first that was really self-aware and played it off in a way that was fun and comedic but still scary and you know you were on your edge of your, your seat a little bit that whole opening sequence was like you don't you can't forget that it was great mm -hmm. um you want to play a game it's just so good yeah and, and still emulated to this day yeah I mean, they made like joke films out of it. They they're still like they're doing a fifth one now, so they're completely bringing it all back. Um, I think some of the original cast is even coming back for it that are alive yep. anyway. Um, this has a seven point two out of ten on IMDb and a seventy eight percent certified fresh at seventy eight percent, which is interesting, and a seventy nine percent audience score uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. I I can watch this every single year and I still love it as much as the first time I watched it. It's not a film that I desperately need to see, but it's one that I know when I watch it, I'm going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And I, it, it's what it's I love about Wes Craven, right? Like this is peak Craven. Like New Nightmare was a version of this that was amazing. Mm -hmm. He reimagined yeah. the whole Nightmare on Elm Street. This reimagined the entire genre. And that's what Wes Craven was so good at. He didn't just want to lay, like, sit, rest on his laurels. He didn't want to punch out script after script that was exactly like the last one that he did. He wanted to push mm -hmm. boundaries. He wanted to test grounds. And he did it so well. And this was, this brought in a whole new generation of horror fans. I mean, there are people who, this is their number one film of all time because it's what they grew up with. And then it spawned all sorts of like self-aware, you know, crazy films and stuff, even some by Wes Craven that were not so good. But still, great film. Great, great, great. Um, all right. And that yep. was I love the commentaries. Really love the commentaries. I got I haven't even watched the fucking commentaries on this. I just every time yeah. I plug it in, I always want to watch the film. It just kills me. Cause I love those fucking guys in the film. Like every Okay, I'm just gonna stop because we should do an episode about this. It's just a right. fun, fun slasher film. All right, people. Uh, I don't know. Do Do you have anything? Should we get to the Mackenzies? I know we didn't plan on it. Um, didn't plan on it, but we could. All right. Let's. I think it's got the, got plenty of trailers that have come out in you know the past couple of weeks that I don't think we've talked about. Dude, there's some other good stuff too. Have you seen Haunting of Blind Manor yet? No, I have not started it yet. I've uh, had some people out of town, had some deaths in the family, so oh, fuck, I have I'm not sorry. had 
any fucking time to sit down and watch anything, yeah. uh, which is killing me because I have been desperately counting the days for that to be released. Yeah. So I, I only watched the first episode so far, and it's a good beginner. But I think everyone who goes into it should not think of House on or uh, the Haunting of Hill House because it is, mm -hmm. yeah, Haunting of Hill House. It is not yeah. the same. It that was based off Shelley Jackson's novels. This is based um, based off of um, Henry James's novels, which is gothic romance. Mm -hmm. It is not the same which I'm thing. Stoked for what's that? Which I'm fucking stoked for. Mm -hmm. Like I've read Henry <clears throat> James before, so. Yeah, the turn of the screw. Like... We we did a whole review on the turning about this, mm -hmm. about that book. But they take a lot of different stories of his and throw in a bunch of different elements in order to weave this tapestry that is the haunting of Bly Manor. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. Again, it is a little bit different, but that's that's like uh, I don't know. I I really loved watching that. Mm. What, what what's exciting you lately? Uh. I mean, well, aside from the holiday coming up and celebrating, um, just been getting a lot of uh, Resident Evil, uh, what is it, 8? Yeah, oh, wow. Resident Evil 8, or no, 7. Sorry, mm -hmm. 7 trailers. And fuck, man, just every time I see a new one, I'm getting so damn excited for it. Like, I haven't been this excited for a Resident Evil game since 5. Oh, really? <laughs> so I'm pretty stoked. It was the last oh. one I really gave a shit about. Can I and complain then... about something? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, were you finished? I, I don't want to cut you off. No, no, that was it. That was it. So, Joe Jackson is in the commentary and in the, in the peanut crowd here. <laughs> I don't know. My peanut fucking gallery. My peanut gallery. I can't speak for some reason today. Um, but he had made a mention that I stole as my opener on, on last night's Nine Cents about Cannibal Holocaust and how after he watched Veronica, he had to go watch Cannibal Holocaust. I sat down and watched the Joe Bob Briggs... Uh, last drive-in cannibal holocaust i'm massively disappointed i i think but green inferno is better than cannibal holocaust cannibal holocaust is a huge letdown like i don't understand what the fuck people were freaking out about how it didn't look real it's horrible fucking you know it's period fx but badly done the whole setup is just i don't know controversy like, this was one of the most controversial films to come out. The fucking director got arrested. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a big fucking deal. That's, I mean... That's why it was so of... built up for me, is that it yeah. was like, oh, but no, it was like... No, I, I get it. I mean, there's movies that I refuse to watch just for that reason. Like, they've been built up so much that there's mm -hmm. no way in hell um, they can meet my expectations. Like, I've never seen Avatar. I don't know if I can watch it, to be honest, because of that. Right. Uh, and then on the other end of the spectrum, like Sharknado, that is completely 100% up my alley. Just fucking beyond bonkers stupid. Mm -hmm. But it's been so hyped up and there's so many damn sequels that I just feel like if I watch it, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. So I I understand, but... It's rough. I mean, Zombie 2. Like, I watch Not Zombie 2, but Zombie also. The film Zombie I watched. And there's, like, one zombie in it. It's... It, it zombie it, the name is zombie why are there not more zombies in zombie like that was supposed to be this huge zombie fans zombie flick they're, they're there's italian like, filmmakers what do you expect ugh. they just take a name and then just go eh, let's fucking run with it so upset <laughs> i was so pissed that there was so few zombies in the film zombie fucking dumb Ugh. all right that's, that's fair that's that's where I was this week. 
of of horror film uh, watching and listening. It, it's it's driving me crazy that there's not you know we just went over ten film or twelve films or whatever that are just spectacular. Mm-hmm. Is is that the extent of it? Because like there's a lot of other films that are really great in horror and stuff, but I'm so disappointed by so many of these classic horror films that people constantly reference that are, you know, fans of the genre, but I feel like maybe they're just name dropping because they think that other people haven't seen it or they think that people should like it as much as they do, not because it's good, but because it has some weird resonance with them in the moment they saw it the first time or I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure it is. Like the nostalgia, especially with a genre like this, like that is a lot of it. Like I know a lot of my love for the genre is just you know the the memories of first experiencing it. Like I let me I'm looking at the list again. I've never I didn't see any of these in theaters at all. Yeah. Um, but getting them on VHS or you know some of the later ones on DVD, like from Blockbuster, like that was a big fucking deal. Um, just, you know, going through the box art, you know, spending 30, 40 minutes, an hour, just browsing shit. Like, what am I going to spend my weekend doing? Cause that's what it was. Mm. It wasn't just, you know, turn on your TV, you know, flip on whatever streaming service and pick a fucking movie. Like you had to spend some time deciding what you wanted because that was how you're going to spend the next two days. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm sure a lot of it comes from that because there's a lot of movies that I love admittedly that aren't that good, like season of the fucking witch. A lot of people hate that movie, but it's just, it resonates so well with me because the first, the fucking box art and then, you know, taking it home. It's like, man, Tom Atkins is a badass. When I grow (laughs) up, I want to be a doctor with a mustache and drink constantly. (laughs) Didn't work out, but yeah, still (laughs) one can dream. Yes. All right. Um, anything else horror wise you want to talk about? No, nah, I think we about covered it. I mean, there's of course a bunch of fun stuff coming out on Hulu, or yeah, yeah it was Hulu with uh, Blumhouse. Um, nothing I've watched yet, so not much to talk about. Yeah. Um, again, people, if you're if you like uh, classic horror, there's uh, an app called Classics that you can get on your phone or if you have a device like Roku or Apple TV or something or Chromecast, maybe Um, it's just like black and white, classic old school forties and fifties sci-fi and horror films. It's really great. Shutter is an amazing streaming service. It's like five to $7 a month, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's just always releasing new, exciting horror films. And then it has a huge backlog. And so films that you will never see anywhere else, like Glenn Danzig's Veronica, <laughs> that uh, maybe you shouldn't, but the fact is they have it and you can watch it. You know, Netflix does a, they do an okay job with their horror selections. Um, Hulu does this Huluween where they sort of, you know, do a whole section of their service based around, you know, flicks for this time of the year, but also just horror in general. And they do a pretty good job with horror. They have a deal with Bloomhouse, as Cameron mentioned, with the Into the Dark series. And that's a hit or miss, but still it's fun because it's just mm-hmm. new horror that you wouldn't otherwise see. And that, I think, is definitely worth its weight in gold if you're a subscriber already. So um, there are an endless, even though there's no more video stores, there's no more Blockbuster, no more Hollywood video, no well, more that's, gas that's, that's station. That's not true. There is still one more Blockbuster. Oh, really? 
Yes. So if you're in Bend, Oregon, you can still rent movies. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. There's a documentary coming out about it. Oh, how funny. (laughs) You need a VCR, though. I don't even have that. Fuck that. I still got a VCR. (laughs) Sweet. I have VHS, but I don't have a VCR. (laughs) Go figure. That's how it works. That's, it's so hard to get rid of those though, because like there's something you don't get with modern movies, mm-hmm. like the box art. Like yeah. that's how you picked out a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a, a little peek behind the curtain for people, because Zachary's saying 28 Days Later and Shaun of the Dead are some of his favorite zombie movies. We're doing a creature-based top five, and um, one of those is definitely in my top five. So, and I every year I watch Shaun of the Dead. I random times throughout the year because I think oh, it's yeah. so goddamn funny. You have yeah. to. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's so good. It's so quotable. Like it's a great yeah. film. It's so fun. We like my daughter was listening to Queen in the car, and that <laughs> song came on when they went to the bar and they were like bashing zombies over the head to Queen. And I'm immediately in my head. I'm like, we have to watch Shaun of the Dead now because it's too. Every good. time it comes on, that's yeah. <laughs> As soon as it hits that part, but so always good. bust out the invisible pull uh, cues. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it. 20 days later, fucking reinvigorated the genre, in my opinion, the zombie genre. Uh, anyway, we'll get into all that at its due course. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Top 5 Halloween Specials. Next week, we're going to have another one. I think we're doing next week on a Sunday instead of a Monday. So, uh, you know, little heads up there. If you guys love slashers as much as we do we'd love to hear about the ones that you love so put it in the description of the video you're watching right now just below the video uh let us know what you love about slashers if there's some we haven't listed that should be on that list put them down there because i'd love to see them and if we agree with you maybe we'll send you a sticker or something who knows it could happen (laughs) all right thank you everyone until next time l satan l satan you know what I should do is collect up all of the footage that didn't make the intro video and make an outro for it. Yes. Just me falling down a thousand times in a row. <laughs> yes. I, I feel like there should be a blue for real. Different angles. And really, it's like, it's you walking toward me and me just falling down over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish we would have had, you know, some BTS people there because that, that would have been perfect. Especially getting, like, towards the water. With yeah. all the random people walking behind us and just kind of looking like, what the fuck is going on? They were frisbee golfing through <laughs> our set. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we were filming on their frisbee golf course. Horror I mean, that's Trump's serious shit. Frisbee golf every time. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. They're like, uh, hey, you guys, you guys playing? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're playing frisbee golf in a mask with a knife. Uh, the best part is you almost getting pegged in the fucking head. Like, Four. What the fuck is he yelling about? Yeah. Good times. <laughs>